raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. All right, now, before we get into this next episode of Small Doses Podcast, I want to remind y'all, I am on tour. I'll be in San Diego this weekend. That's right. Friday and Saturday, I'll be in San Diego doing stand-up comedy. You can go to amandaseals.com and you can check out what other cities I'm going to be in coming up. And you can also make sure to sign up for the newsletter so that you don't ever miss when I'm going to be in a city near you. Also want to remind you that you can check out new Small Doses bonus episodes. That's right, y'all. I gave myself more work to do. And it's all for y'all. But you got to be a member of Patreon and the SEAL squad to get in on the goods. I record them live. You all get to be involved in the conversation, be in the chat, etc. And if you miss the live, you can still check it out on Patreon after the fact. And it has video and audio. All right. So just know that that is here for you. And I would love to continue to expand the Small Doses community at the same time that we expand the Patreon community. And that's what we're doing. All right. So make sure you check that out. Last but not least, if you have not caught the Amanda Seals radio show, then you're missing out as well. You can get it right here where you get your podcast. All I got to do is type in the Amanda Seals show. We do episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Gives you a little mix of pop culture, of politics, of lifestyle, all the above. All right. So you're getting a whole bunch of stuff coming right from yours truly. Last but not least. I've also started doing these common sense kickbacks on YouTube Live. So if you haven't subscribed to YouTube, it would be good to do so at Amanda Seals TV because they're basically extended conversations about real things that we need to be talking about politically and within social justice. So it's conversations about everything from Project 2025 to the Congo. So what does democracy really mean with experts? And I also do solo ones as well. So, you know, I'm trying to give you all just an expanse of content that speaks to not only your heart, but also your mind and also your activism. So make sure that you tap all those boxes so you can make sure that you tap in. All right, let's get into another episode of Small Doses Podcast. Check it out right here. Welcome. Y'all, we about to have a fun time. I know we've had a lot of like kind of intense and serious episodes here at Small Doses Podcast back to back. And that is sometimes just the way it is, right? That's just kind of like the rhythm and the time we're in. I know that I've talked about just how like I'm in like a very depressive, intensive space these days. And so it's natural that that the conversations would kind of like uh, be reflective of that. Nonetheless, I am very conscious of the fact that we all need our pockets of joy. And today I'm giving you a cargo pants level of pockets of joy. Okay. We're taking it back to the cargo pants of the nineties when folks was definitely walking around looking like hamsters with nuts in their cheeks, but at their knee level. Okay. It's, it's full of joy because we have corporate Aaron and the brilliance of corporate Aaron as an existing satirical character. The reason why we wanted to do this is because I know so many people have experienced this character, Corporate Aaron, created by Lisa Beasley, and said that they both love her and hate her. And I am in the same boat because she really represents everything that we know about corporate and like what it is to be in this corporate space. And 
It's like you're watching her and simultaneously triggered by it, but also affirmed. Because by her doing this character in a satirical fashion, she is letting you know, you not crazy. They sound like this. They be saying this. They be acting like this. They be wanting you to do this. And all of that comes through in this interview. And I need y'all to know, this is the longest she's ever been in this character. You're going to be hearing me and you're like, is Amanda in character? I kind of had to just give in because... If I don't, then it just is like me shooting her down. And now it's no longer an actual exchange. It just is me interviewing Marianne Williamson again. (laughs) So I didn't want to give you that. And I had to do mind power control because I had to think, what does Amanda want Lisa to have corporate Aaron give to the world (laughs) in these questions? And I hope that we did that successfully because I hope you have just as good a time listening to this as we had recording this. And when I say a good time, I want to also point out anytime you hear radio silence, it's because we're breaking character (laughs) because we are cracking up and we got to get back into the conversation. And as two black women who have had to deal with corporate bullshit in a myriad of spaces, particularly in the artistic space at present, It was really just dope connecting with Lisa and getting to do this. And it felt very, for me, fulfilling because I've been missing this part of my work, like the performer part of my work. And it's not that I miss acting in shows because I don't want to go back to that corporate space. If y'all think that it's not corporate at HBO and at NBC, et cetera, all these places are corporations that have a studio. It's not a studio with a corporation running it. Does that make sense? Does it make sense? AJ, does it make sense? Yes, ma'am. It makes sense. Okay. It makes sense. So therefore, here we are. I give to you this new episode of Small Doses Podcast. Side Effects of Corporate, featuring Corporate Aaron. Enjoy. It is a water cooler of deliciousness. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. This episode of Small Doses Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Black culture feeds fashion, but fashion doesn't always embrace Black creatives. I mean, only 7.3% of American fashion designers are Black. So McDonald's is pairing five rising Black designers with five fashion insiders for career-changing mentorships and the access they deserve, because we can do better than 7.3. Together, we can change the face of fashion. Follow their journey on Instagram at WeAreGold. Statistics source from Zipia.com as of 2021. Welcome. Thank y'all. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here at Small Doses Podcast. You know, this is a topic that I really have never really broached, breached, broached, broached, because 
I feel like corporate for me has always been so like just out of reach, you know, just like out of reach. And when I came across you and your commentary and your lived experience, I said, this is somebody who can connect the dots for us, right? When I did my comedy special, I Be Knowing, I had a joke in there that was less of even a joke as much as it was just a point of relatability where I spoke about the proliferation of white women adding people to emails that don't need to be added, right? The confluence of the CC. And when I saw you in your space speaking about the existence of corporate, I said, this is somebody who does that. This is somebody who does that, but is not a white woman. And so I just became so curious. And you are somebody that I feel like is very um, rooted in the corporate lifestyle. So welcome to the show. And I guess my first question would be, Aaron, how did you find corporate to be the home for you? Well, that's a great question. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm a big fan. I saw the special AB Noen. And I, I I will say there was some critical feedback that I had just for that part right there, okay, concerning the CCs, okay? Yeah. Sometimes it is kind of necessary. Don't you love it when you look at an email and you can scroll down and see all those lines going across to see how many people replied? And you can just keep scrolling right. and scrolling. And right. you can, don't you love just being in that thick of a thread? It feels a bit overwhelming for me, but— I can see how some people would feel that that's like, it's home, you know? It's like they're yeah, being encased, it. right? It looks yeah, like sandbags, because, like being stacked on top of you. Yeah, because sometimes the line turns from black to purple, and I think that's really cool. I do. I do think that that is a spectrum um, that some people do exist on. Yeah. Now, you ask, how did I find corporate? Yeah. Or, how did, or better yet, how, you know, how did corporate find you, right? Because it, it, there, I feel like it's a calling. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a calling. It was also kind of instilled in me ever since I was little. So I legally cannot talk about my parents, but I can talk about, you know, as much as I can. But our home is kind of pretty much structured, similar to a company, family dinners, similar to like a boardroom meeting. Okay. And so the way I talk is kind of like the normal way of talking, which is why I'm teaching more people to talk like me. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. there was always just kind of like a path laid out for me. And I said, this is a great path. I'm going to circle back and follow up on it. So it says, do all of your school, go to college. When you're in college, network, and then your family can help you establish a career. And then when you establish your career, you can kind of stay there and kind of work within the system yeah. to kind of keep rising above in your career. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you got into the corporate space, what is it about it that you feel like serves productivity? That's a very interesting question. Well, you have, depending on how large the company is, mm -hmm. there's a lot of moving parts. So if all of the parts are moving mm -hmm. the way that they're supposed to be moving, mm -hmm. then that means we're driving the business forward. So when I think of pivotal key players and I think of people who drive the business forward, you have these different departments kind of all working with each other and there's so many initiatives going on at once. That's kind of like peak level productivity where yeah. you're not just working on one thing. You're working on so many different things. You almost don't even know what you're working on. <laughs> so there's emails that's happened throughout the days. There's a lining that has to happen. Mm -hmm. There's shifting. There's procurement teams. There's, there's procurement teams for certain departments, you know? So 
If a department needs something, well, who are they going to communicate to? There's something in the system for that, and there are people that carry that out. So the whole thing is kind of like one big old productive machine. Do you feel like there's elements of that machine that are hampering productivity? I think it's when individuals don't want to adhere to what the machine needs. So if you think about just like any other machine, take your car. It needs oil. It needs gasoline. It needs brake fluids. It needs brakes. (laughs) But let's say if you wake up one morning and say, hey, you know what? I could bring the brakes to the car today, but I'm not feeling it. I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to take a mental health day and I'm going to put the brakes on everything. Well, that kind of can stall the situation. And before you know it, People are driving the business maybe too forward, and you were there to say, hey, is anybody going to have eyeballs on this? If we don't have you there because you're normally pumping the brakes, right, well, then right. that's going to kind of clog up the machine kind of thing. So I think people can disrupt the system, not allowing that machine to work properly. What about people in management? Can they ever disrupt the system? Well, naturally, we are disruptors, okay? <laughs> so... You know, just by very nature of us kind of, you know, being in this pivotal role, we kind of disrupt what it means to say, hey, who's over here doing this? Who's over here doing this? We've kind of made overseeing cool again because, like, nobody wants to be in the possession of, like, I oversee people. But it's very necessary so we can make sure we see everything that's going on to make sure all of these moving parts. Because if you're in this department, you may not have any kind of purview into what's going on over here. So it's going to take somebody to say, hey, I just pinged so-and-so. They know that this is going on. Aren't you glad I'm here to kind of help mitigate any kind of future issues? Well, it's interesting that you say oversee because one of the key tools for the overseers during slavery was a whip. Um, But you guys aren't allowed to use whips now. So what would you say is the new, like, proverbial... Getting it back, getting it back. Okay. What would you say? What would you say is the new proverbial whip that is used by manager overseers overseeing management in corporate in a neo-colonialist era? Yeah, and I can definitely understand kind of the layering and mapping of historical context of like how we got to this moment. But I do want to be clear: there are no slaves that work for me here. Okay, so I just kind of want to. Make sure legal told me to say, hi, we don't have slaves here. We do pay people. But we did kind of borrow from that overseer model because it kind of works for corporate, okay? And it's kind of the only model we've kind of been following in America. And so even right down to the way that we kind of like do our spreadsheets and keep tabs Mm. on, you know, different employees and documents Mm. and things like that. That system was developed then, and we just kind of added some tech to it. So there are some benefits to, you know, what slavery has has given. They've given America the management system that we have. So I'm glad we got rid of the whole, like, actual slaves being slaves. I'm glad we started to pay people. Yeah. But, you know, the role of the manager— it's kind of always been kind of very pivotal to making sure that the mission is being driven forward. So— When I think of, like, what could the proverbial whip be, well, you know, now there are a lot of, you know, measures put in place. So we don't physically make people do the work. Exactly. We're we're, we're not chaining anybody to a desk. (laughs) You know, that's your choice if you want to, because some people do that to kind of build in a discipline measure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I think some people think, well, okay, 
how am I being punished if I'm not doing the work? Well, you might look at it like well, maybe it's a performance plan that'll kind of whip oh, you into action. Yeah. Or or maybe it's, you know, in your performance reviews, it's kind of like the proverbial, ah, did you? Uh, yeah. Are you? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could say maybe that's probably kind of one of the layering ways. Um, probations, mm. anything like that, anything that kind of leads up to a termination, possibly. So those type of measures, I can say anything that kind of puts the employee back into the mind frame of, oh, we gotta, we gotta perform. Yeah. So yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's really profound when you said that. Um Slavery actually gave us the management system here in America. Yeah, you know, if, yeah. if, it, if it ain't broke, don't try to emancipate it, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of bad history out there. And it's just kind of good that we can kind of turn it around and use it in a positive way. Well, I feel like that's something that corporate really tries to instill in folks, right? Like how to always see the silver lining, how to make the lemons into lemonade. What are ways in which you work with your employees to manage negative or difficult situations and, and turn them into positive? Well, you know, the first thing is to always approach work with an extrovert mindset. Okay. okay. Show that you're very happy to be there. Okay. <laughs> can Smile you show, a lot. Can you give, right. Can you give me an example? Yeah. Okay. So, for example, if you're yep. hopping onto a meeting, let's say this is your seventh meeting of the day. Yep. And everybody in the meeting that's already there, yep. you've also been in meetings with them all day. Right. Right. So when you pop onto that seventh call, we kind of kind of take it for granted that we've seen these people all day. Yeah. And we just kind of hop on the call and say, okay, guys, in here. Okay, so that's been a long day, right? No, no. You always want to pop on and say, hey, everybody. Good afternoon. I'm so happy to be here. Let me introduce myself, and then we can go around the room. Every call that I'm on, we always introduce ourselves, even if we just got off of a call all together. Oh, wow. You yeah, know, but enthusiasm. That, but that enthusiasm, is it's so it really plants the seed. It keeps you connected. I remember when I went on safari in Kenya on the Masai Mara, and after day one— <laughs> yeah so I remember when I I remember wait Lisa I don't even I I love you and I don't even know you (laughs) I just want you to be clear I love you too Amanda don't feel like we already know each other like yes 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 you are bringing joy to me that I have been lacking for weeks and I want you to know that I ventured on a group trip to Kenya, uh, the Masai Mara, the lands of the Masai Mara people. And again, I was on a group trip, right? So it's me, it's 15 other individuals, 15 other personalities, okay? Mm. And we're in the trucks and we're trucking along on the path and we're seeing the antelope. We're seeing the gazelles. We're seeing the zebra. And then you can see lions and bear. Well, there's no bears in Kenya, but you're seeing elephants, et cetera. But by day two, the group said, Ugh, more zebras, more antelope, more gazelles. And it just made me think about what you're saying about the zooms because it's like, no, we're coming back into the zoom with the animals and the gazelles and the and the yeah. zebras. And they are going to be just as happy to see us today as they were yesterday. And we need to greet them with the same enthusiasm. Exactly. I'm going to take that anecdote, kind of reframe it, kind of map it on as yeah. my own and begin to use that in front of my calls. It's just current, wildlife as real life. That's all it is. Yeah. Wildlife is real life. That's a t-shirt. 
You know what? For we sure. should actually, I would, I will actually, when I come and speak at the conference for, yeah, for the company that you work for, what's the name of it again? The company, well, we're McManagement, McManagers Logistics. So I was asked to come do a diversity uh, DEI program for- Yeah, I recommend it, yo. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. And so I've put together some notes and, you know, I can't wait to come out there and just really talk to them about just like diversity, diversion, divertisement. And, okay. and you uh, know, the big, just- The big DDD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the ways in which we can, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, everything right? Not just yeah. people. How do we diversity, it's equity, inclusion, dogs, right? How do we bring dogs into the workplace? How do we, yes, how yes. do we bring more dogs, more in, the dogs in the workplace? You know, yeah. they, they, how do we bring cats, cats purr at a, at a megahertz for healing? How does that help oh. us in what oh. we're doing in terms of you know, our- This is working on an initiative. This is Breaking up a tree, to, to use a dog analogy. <laughs> I had an initiative. There were some people that were saying they were stressed at home. And I said, well, come into the office. But if I tell them that cats are in there and that cats are healing, they can get their healing at the out. So take your mental health day at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Revolutionary. Yeah. Revolutionary. Really, truly innovating the workspace. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. This episode of Small Doses Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Black culture feeds fashion, but fashion doesn't always embrace Black creatives. I mean, only 7.3% of American fashion designers are Black. So McDonald's is pairing five rising Black designers with five fashion insiders for career-changing mentorships and the access they deserve, because we can do better than 7.3. Together, we can change the face of fashion. Follow their journey on Instagram at WeAreGold. Statistics source from Zipia.com as of 2021. I'm sorry, I cut you off with my uh, my high. anecdote in the motherland. So That's you high. were saying that there are ways in which you feel like people can bring positivity into the workplace or, you know, change a negative to a positive. And one of the first things you said was about enthusiasm. Do you have any others that you can give us? Because I know there's people listening, they're in corporate and they are finding themselves having to really show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You gotta show up. You gotta show up. If it's about getting up earlier, whatever you need to do to show up and be your best selves. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people, there's this term in the industry of diversity and inclusion when, you know, it was really kind of popularized in 2020 and companies made a lot of promises. Mm. One of the phrases was bring your whole self to work. Yeah. Bring your best self to work. Now, what you're going to have to realize is the company has a version that is defined as best or whole. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be in line with that. With that. So, for example, okay. For okay. example, Lisa Beasley was telling me a story of how she said, Hey, this company said I can show up as my whole self. So she would show up to these pivotal work meetings with like smoking a blunt in her mouth. Yeah. And we said, Whoa, 
that's 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 not your best self. And she said, well, it is. It is. So, like, who's to say? Well, the company. The company can tell you who your best self is. So, if you want to know who your best or whole self is, think about what company you're at. See what they want your best and whole self to be and map that onto yourself. That really feels like, that feels difficult to do. Mm. Yeah. But I feel Mm. like if you're really, if you're really someone who cares about the company, then you'll do it regardless. Yeah. It's really all about the company missions, the company mission and values, and everything should be laddering up to that. When we talk about company missions and values, what is the company mission and value of management, management, logistics? Management, management, management. Well, we are certainly, we have our mission kind of in the hands of a third-party Black copywriter to kind of help Ah. us rewrite our mission right now. So I can tell you that our old mission was just to fulfill the mission of the company with values and goals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's really great to have like a nice tight sentence, maybe one to three sentences. Mm -hmm, And you mm want to kind of try to stay away from anything specific. And the more you can use the word mission in the mission statement, the better. Staying away from anything specific. It sounds like our constitution. (laughs) They were specific about the right to bear arms. They were. They were specific about everything but what Black people should be given. Yeah, I've, I've actually been thinking about the constitution a lot lately. Interesting. Tell me more. Yeah, I just thought that it was interesting that here we have this chance to kind of build this pivotal document and right out the gate, the first few things are, we can have guns and say whatever we want. Yeah. I think that's very interesting for a company structure, Yeah, someone who loves structure, if that's kind of like the basis of the foundation, yeah. I just think that's very interesting. I didn't see the word mission in there. So, you know, I, I think it's the priorities of the Constitution, I think, do need to be looked at. Yeah. I think, well, you know, you said it best when you said of the company, because this is a company. It's not really a country. Um, And so you, as somebody who is so just adept at understanding company structures, it's fascinating that you see something wrong with that because you know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I think maybe I should kind of work on maybe rewriting the Constitution to kind of fit a company structure since that is what it is. A lot of people don't know that America is a business. Yeah. Yeah. And we as constituents are kind of more so employees of this business <laughs> because if we don't do our part, the business kind of tanks. And when the business tanks, we go all over the world kind of searching for some help to kind of put us back on track. So it's kind of similar to when a company is going under, they go to their friends and say, hey, do you have a billion dollars I can borrow? Do you have a billion dollars I can borrow? And sometimes your friend doesn't have a billion dollars you can borrow, so you take out. Taking it. <sighs> I mean, I'm curious, as a Black woman working, as a Black woman working, <laughs> I just I like to side note it. that in high school, Andrea Schwartz would actually do that for real at Dr. Phillips <gasps> High School. She literally would do that with Black people and Brazilians. And literally oh. one time was like, oh my God, I went to Universal and there were so many that I couldn't even <laughs> believe it. And I was like, did you just blank out Brazilians? <laughs> Brazilians. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> so as a black woman in corporate, where do you feel like you are an asset in a unique way that maybe your Hawite counterparts <laughs> are, not, are not? Well, you know, there's more spaces that I can be in that they can't be in. 
Okay. So that makes me an asset to the company. And it kind of also allows me to kind of open up and speak to other groups. I think the most fun part is I still kind of hold the missions and values of the company down to a T, similar to the people who were in my position before me, regardless of color. So... You know, it's not that I'm perpetuating anything, but yeah. I like to think that if I stick true to the structure, there's no surprises and the company can still be moving forward. But this time, if you have kind of like a black pivotal partner there, you know, I can I can maybe get some more like black eye- eyeballs on things in the office. Yeah. I can kind of go to like, you know, the other women of the office and Ra Ra says boom over there. Okay. You know, I can kind of use my identity to kind of occupy certain spaces to fulfill the mission. You know, I wonder about certain situations. Had someone like you been in the room, what would you do? So I'd love to just run some scenarios by you to hear kind of like what your expertise would have added to that that was lacking. Oh, absolutely. So when Walmart decided to create products for Juneteenth and they said, we're going to make an ice cream for Juneteenth that is a Kool-Aid fried chicken waffle flavor. Had you been in the room when this was ideated, where do you feel like you would have added or taken away from that type of thinking? Yeah, now I do have a clarifying question. Was this one flavor rolled into one or were these three different flavors? Okay. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. I would have been there as a kind of pivotal voice to say, hey, you said Kool-Aid, fried chicken, and Watermelon? No, that actually seems like it would be more logical, but it was waffles. Oh, waffles. Okay. Chicken and waffles and Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's just, okay. I would have been there to kind of speak to the flavor profile. Okay. So in those meetings, sometimes there's pushback from the community, the consumers that said, hey, who was in that room? Mm -hmm. And often there is not someone that looks like me in that room. Exactly. So the expectation is that someone in, in like me would come to the room if I were there and say, hey, just don't do this at all. This is a mess. But with this one, I see an opportunity. Oh, okay? tell me more. Okay. Yeah, you got to think about the flavor profile of that. So when I eat chicken and waffles, it's accompanied by syrup sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I often don't drink another sweet beverage following that because when you do two sweet things in your mouth, it kind of cancels it out. So that's just not a smart flavor profile that they were putting forward. Okay. So I would have done a more conducive, constructive meal that kind of automatically all goes together. So it would have made sense. And most of the Kool-Aid, if it, if it wasn't clarified, if it was red or grape, which I also like to pinpoint out that one is a color, one is a flavor, but we still acknowledge yes. them as two different things. Yes. You know, I think to be that pivotal voice in the room is important. Still get the initiative out to the Black people for yeah. the, you know, Black people die. Yeah. But stay true to the tenets of what that culture would actually really want, regardless if they want it or not. Sometimes they don't know that they want Kool-Aid and chicken-flavored things all together. Right, Sometimes a company has to tell them that. And sometimes that imagination does come from, you know, our our, our white counterparts. And that's just them trying to, you know, try. You know what? And I guess, who are we to stop them from trying? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would encourage people to say, hey, where is the money going to that you're making all these products for? Is there an initiative within the company that the funds, or is it just going all up to the same kind of wealthy person there? Is Sam getting it all? Got you. 
raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This episode of Small Doses Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Black culture feeds fashion, but fashion doesn't always embrace Black creatives. I mean, only 7.3% of American fashion designers are Black. So McDonald's is pairing five rising Black designers with five fashion insiders for career-changing mentorships and the access they deserve because we can do better than 7.3. Together, we can change the face of fashion. Follow their journey on Instagram at wearegolden. Statistics source from Zipia.com as of 2021. I got another one for you. Yeah. So Vogue magazine, which we do know is a company, they recently published a piece that credited football player Travis Kelsey with the fade haircut. And so this is another situation where I said, you know what? There wasn't an Aaron Thrilopoulos in the room. Actually, can you just tell me, Thrilopoulos is such a unique name. Is it Greek? No, so actually, I'm sorry, I cannot legally talk about my parents and that would expose them. But I will say that my great, great, great grandfather, he used to throw up a lot. And a lot of my past when I was younger, I didn't like working. And anytime I wanted to work, I would throw up. Okay, got it. So for a long period of time, work made me want to throw up. Interesting. So it's kind of like how like there's people whose last name is Milner because they were Milners. You know, your last name is Thrilopolis because y'all were throw upping a lot. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Look at, I mean, just the histories and etymologies of our genealogies, right? Just, yeah, yeah. Just hurling. So much rich (laughs) culture. Yeah. Yeah. Just hurling, (laughs) pun intended, through history. Through history. Yeah. So what would you have said had you been lanyarded up in the room when that editor said to the corporates, you know, at that conference table, this is going to be my piece that I'm going to contribute to this month's Vogue magazine, Travis Kelsey as the creator of The Fade. What would have been like a corporate acceptable way for the Black person in the room to say, you're out of your fucking mind? Okay. Well, I don't know if I would have said it that way. Right. But what I would have done is I would have came into the room and I would have said, hey, everybody. I would have looked everybody in the eyes. Thank you guys so much for being a pivotal partner. My name is Corporate Erin. I'm the manager for the manager of religious for management and management. And I just kind of wanted to kind of call us all in to kind of think about the critical ways in which we're kind of approaching the situation, okay? And then I would give everybody time in the room to go around and say what they did and exhaust. And that's so those people can feel their voice mm. fill the room. Yeah. So they can know, they feel like they're a part of the conversation yeah. by just entering and saying, hey, what do you do here? You are important. Okay, we do value you. Yeah. Okay. Then I would have gotten down to the critical information. I would have looked around and said, I noticed that of all of the men here, the identities are kind of not representative of kind of this cultural experience dealing with the fade here. Now, a lot of people didn't grow up and, you know, some people have super cuts as their kind of base knowledge. Fantastic Sam's. 
Yeah. And, you know, I teach a lot of hair workshops at our company because, you know, yeah, I get called in a lot on my hair and I say, hey, it's not nice to talk about people's hair. Yeah, this is mayoral hair. So, of course it is. I often have to, I have to have to like, you know, speak up for myself and say, hey, everybody's hair is different, but we do kind of have to honor the cultural influences and give proper credit. So that I do know. So, when it came to that particular Travis issue, what I would say is, hey, let's include him and maybe four other white people who have also pioneered the fade. And then that way we can show there's kind of like a big group of people all coming together to say, hey, hair doesn't belong to any one person. Oh. We're all coming together and to say, hey, we wear the fade. Now... What I would say is I would encourage any members of the company and a black ERG to kind of use that moment to speak up and said, hey, yeah, we are kind of like the cultural creators of this movement that dates back here, here, here. And what I find interesting is I would ask that they bring some numbers to the table, Mm -hmm. maybe some pivotal pictures, Mm -hmm. maybe some snapshots throughout history to kind of prove. Kid and play. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw House Party. I, I was there. So kind of like showing like, hey, there were origins of this. It's interesting, though, with this one in particular, I think this is maybe not the first time for sure, but one of the first times we're seeing this happen to Black men in our culture. Mm. So I think that's very interesting to see them kind of saying, what? I've been rocking the fade. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, because we've seen it before with Kim K's signature braid yes. or, you know, things like Haley that. Haley Baldwin with the clean look with a bun and hoop earrings. Yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic. So I would be in there in a the room to provide some pivotal pictures, some timelines, some snapshots. I would create a deck for sure. Oh, to prove, gotta have like, a deck. Hey, we love a deck. This was, this was already a thing. I think I would pull in some images. I remember going to the barbershop when I was little with my dad that I can't talk about. Right. And they would have these pictures and these numbers and you would order a number haircut. Yes. And so there were no names. It was just the number. Yes. So I think one, if we want to kind of prop up Travis for this phenomenal hair moment, well, well, we might need to consider just adding him to one of those charts and giving him a number. (laughs) I want to get the number seven, and it's Travis Kelsey. I think he's 44. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Make, I make actually, I actually hate that I know that. That's true inclusion if we make the haircut a number. But when we single him out and give him a name, you know, I yeah. mean, how many times have you seen those black men on the S-curl boxes? You don't know their names. No. It, it could be Latravius. It could be Latravius. You know, yeah. it, could, it could be Levant. Yeah, we should find them. And give them their flowers this month. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about, and I want this to be a safe space for you. Okay. What was your experience like when you learned that Juneteenth would be coming to the office? Well, honestly, I will. Okay, thank you for the safe space. This is kind of very vulnerable for me to talk about. Anytime. A wave of emotions came through me. Mm. Number one being, oh no, people are going to want this day off. Because before it came to the office as a hard launch holiday, it was just kind of lingering around. Yeah, it was was a thing for for the Blacks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was kind of one of those people that said, 
Oh, okay. I understand the origins of it. There were some people somewhere who hadn't got the message <laughs> and some people made sure that they got the message. And I said, I get it. But I was kind of in that critical first batch. Who knew? So I kind of celebrate the ah. regular emancipation debt, you know? So, yeah. you know, I understand. I understand. I haven't mapped back my origins to the people that didn't know okay. yet. So I can't quite claim, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I understand the camaraderie nature around it. I get it. Yeah. Um, no fun if the homie can't have some. I get it. I'm down. So. <laughs> when I met you last night, baby, before you opened up your gap, I had respect for you, lady. Yeah. But now I take it all back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, you gave me all your pussy. <laughs> you even licked my balls. Leave your number on the cabinet. And I promise I will give you a per my previous email call. Doesn't that sound like freedom in America? Yeah. So I get it. So I was a little nervous. I said, I know what's coming. They're going to want the day off. And so now... I'm kind of in this battle. I'm so glad I can be vulnerable here. I'm kind of in this battle mm. where it's like, well, hey, we have to open this up to everybody now. And this Dude, is a okay. national so holiday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so I don't what know are some you, initiatives that you've done in the office to open it up for everybody? Well, number one, visuals. I don't think that maybe black people should be the only one on the visuals for Juneteenth. Get okay. everybody on there because Juneteenth as a country is our it's our whole entire country's issue. Uh-huh. So if we could just have everybody represented everybody? in that branding, everybody represented in that branding. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Because even if you think about it, Tabitha? Even the slave owners, yeah, ta- yeah, everybody, even the slave owners had a pivotal role because if those slave mm. owners hadn't have kept it from them, there mm. wouldn't have been a Juneteenth. So we kind of have to kind of— So family portrait. Yeah, we got to kind of circle back to those families. I said, we're going to keep this on the low. Do they wear the costume of the slave owner then in the picture just to differentiate? <laughs> just so we're clear on roles? Well, we do have some dress-up time in the office. We do kind of do some reenactments. Yeah. Um, there are no cameras allowed for those because we don't want our company to get canceled. But it is just kind of a vulnerable oh. time for people to kind of stay true to history. And you can kind of come with whatever inspires y'all. Okay. Have you ever considered an altar, building an altar in the office to the formerly enslaved? Just as just as a way, oh. an exercise of atonement? No, I haven't. I haven't. Tell me more. Give me more suggestions. Maybe we should have a, an agenda and a meeting about this and kind of build this initiative out. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. This episode of Small Doses Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Black culture feeds fashion, but fashion doesn't always embrace Black creatives. I mean, only 7.3% of American fashion designers are Black. So McDonald's is pairing five rising Black designers with five fashion insiders for career-changing mentorships and the access they deserve, because we could do better than 7.3. Together, we can change the face of fashion. 
Follow their journey on Instagram at We Are Gold. Statistics source from Zipia.com as of 2021. Well, I've heard some members of the formerly enslaver community. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Speak to them being haunted on Juneteenth by the former enslaved of their enslaver line. And and then what, what the problem, though, is that now when they come to work on June 19th, they're completely ineffective, right? Because they're reeling from the poltergeist of... Right, they're reeling from the poltergeist of, to... of of Lucy and Willie, who slid yeah. down the banister the night before, yeah, and now they're yeah. here in the office. They're unkempt, they're unfocused, and now we've yeah. lost a day of productivity because of a day of negrotivity. Right? Yeah. You know what? I am going to rush this alter initiative because one, it'll bring people back into the office. There you go. And two, any chance we can get to kind of collect some of those spirits. Yeah. And, you know, hey, if we collect kind of like some old slave spirits, it it might foster an environment for more work to happen in the office. There you go. Yeah. Because that. (laughs) And I'm not saying that we implore the slave module. No, not at all. I would never. I would never. But this brings us to a full circle moment which was that we discussed earlier about how the actual original company policy of, you know, really just working people with literally complete abandon and keeping tabs actually set up America for the company efficacy that it continues to uh, operate under. So it really is a full circle. It's a full circle moment. And who better to actually get insight from than those who actually were there? Right? Exactly. 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, and I know this is a dirty word, so I, you know, we... We, we do here at Small Doses, we have talked to Chris Smalls, who is the uh, head of the Amazon Labor Union, and mm. I would love to hear from you about unions and where okay. you feel they fit into the landscape that you are in. Personally, I have two answers. Okay. One, the one I know that I'm supposed to say, which is <laughs> I support unions, I support people coming together to speak on behalf of people. Now, the second thing that I want to say is there's a lot of things you have to think about when starting a union, okay? Okay. You're essentially starting another structure. So Mm. are you ready to kind of take on this extra pivotal workload when you could be using that energy for your actual job? So Mm. sometimes I kind of question, like, hey, is you being a part of this union— taking away from your job responsibilities. There's a lot of organizing that you have to do. There's a lot of outside meetings. You're not paid for this. Sometimes there's union dues and people can kind of think of a structure to compensate their top leaders, but it all gets like a little messy. But the idea of having a representative or a representation for people in the workplace to kind of go to the company, you know, I like to think we have an open door where you can just come in and say, hey, here are some issues that I'm having. I don't see why you have to gather. Can we actually role play that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Um, Well, actually, your door would be open. Actually, your door would be open. Your door would be open. You feel like that type of manager. So I'm knocking, but I'm knocking on an open door, you guys. I'm knocking on an open door. 
Hey, Corporate Erin. Yeah. Doors open. Come on in. It's so good to see you. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Um, so I just wanted to do a quick touch base because I have been feeling a bit under served at the company and it's really starting to feel like a union would be the next step, but I wanted to come and talk to you first. Okay. I'm just going to stop you right here. I know we're role playing, okay. but I'm going to kind of give you some pivotal notes. Okay? okay. If you can use some more core language, okay. like drilling down core competencies and kind of give yourself kind okay. of like a compliment sandwich. What are you doing Ooh. for the company? And then the meat is going to be like, but I think that's, and then have another piece of breath. That's like, but you're doing great. Okay. Okay. So, okay. okay All so right. Let me try to We're back in it. I've opened the door. Come on in. Hey, Corporate Erin. Um, so I just wanted to first say that I'm really thriving in a number of specific areas within the structure of our company. Nice. There are some places that have been giving me pause that okay. are causing me to consider the necessity for a union. Oh, Okay. I did really enjoy our company picnic and the sumo costumes that you all got after watching that episode of The Office where yes. Pam realized that she was in love with Jim and yeah. then Jim realized that he was in love with Pam. And also, we also learned at that time that Angela was actually having a relationship with Dwight in a very real way. So I know that that episode was the inspiration for this moment and that made me feel good as somebody who did love The Office and and I yeah. even appreciated the British one as well. Yeah. Great. Great. Thank you so much. I heard a lot of good things in there. Mm -hmm. Nice to hear that you're thriving in specific areas. Yeah. So I heard you say that. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of kind of like this union structure, have you spoken with like a direct report? Is this the first time? Am I the first point of contact for the big viewer? Yes, I wanted to come to you first because I know how important you are to the company and yeah. I know how clearly you understand the mission and the upward directives of the ladder. Yeah, and I'm on your side, but I do have to ask a couple of pivotal questions just in case I need to chase it up to leadership, okay? Are there people that are joining you in on this initiative? Do you kind of already have a core group started? I'm not sure that I feel comfortable answering that question as much as it seems like your next question is going to be who. Okay. Well, I like to see that you're thinking ahead. That's why we have you here. Okay. You always are a great forecaster. Mm. Okay. So I'm not going to say, you know, I don't need to know who. Okay. Okay. okay but I mean, if you do kind of want to anonymously send me an email and kind of let me know, that'll be great. But I don't, ha I don't have to, I don't have to know who. Okay. But, and I don't want to discourage you from starting a union, but just understand that unions can kind of take away from the company on the public side. They can kind of affect kind of business in a different way that some people don't understand. It can affect the stocks. It can affect okay. the public opinion of a company. Oh. And it kind of puts, you know, I think of it, we're like a family here, right? Oh, yeah, So think of it, like with your family, sometimes you don't want everybody knowing your family's business. So sometimes you right. just put, you know, your uncle in the back room and close the door and we have companies say, don't go back there. Right. Okay. But we're working on it. When company leaves, we let uncle out and we say, okay, get back out here, uncle. Let's, let's, let's continue working on some things. Right. So that's kind of one of the reasons we just kind of want to keep as much as we can kind of here where okay. we can all work on it together, leadership. And 
the employee base working together. Uh If the employees are working without leadership, I don't see how any initiatives or any comms or anything are going to be successful because— you have to fit your union uh-huh. into our strategic communications plan. Oh. So we have a very lofty way that we communicate here from the C-suite to the management, to yeah. our senior leadership team, to the board. Okay. So it's going to take some Slack. time to move these initiatives forward. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. You, you, you get some good administrative chops to kind of head up a union here. Well, I learned from the best. Okay. From you. Okay. Now, what I will say is that if you do go forward with this union, can you not tell them that I encouraged you in any way and that, you know, our relationship is just professional as it pertains to the work? Oh. And I'm very happy to kind of lead you and mentor you and pertains to the work. Oh. But anything outside of that, I will ask that we just kind of keep it kind of not outside of here, okay? But keep me, oh. but we are a family and I love you. So keep me oh. posted. It's, keep me posted. Okay. Yeah. And scene. Um, God, God, okay. God, Thank God, you. God. So, and I feel like our listeners really will resonate with that, you know, because oh, yeah. so much of that was just representational of the ways in which the corporate structure attempts to talk without really actually talking. And interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a it's a skill set that some of us don't have, but that when you do have, it really allows you to move without really moving. You know, it's interesting. I've heard that before. Okay. And I guess if I do kind of consider it and take the analysis of it, I think there was a lot of movement in that conversation. Mm. Even though we kind of ended back, I think I just pinged it back to you. You have yeah. some pivotal decisions to make now. But I can definitely understand how, you know, some people have said something about like defensiveness or Mm. there was just some other words that I didn't understand, uh, devil's advocate, or just kind of like, I don't know, turning it back to the, I don't know. I I get a little confused. Yeah. Sometimes I get a little confused by it. The way I guess people are getting confused by me. So we're all confused. So we have that in common. So for everybody that's confused by me, I am also confused. It's a confused community. Speaking of community, my Patreon community definitely has questions for you. And so we're going to head on over to the SEAL squad. Well, Corporate Erin, I really appreciate you taking time out today to talk with us. I know that you have a lot of initiatives that you are pushing through throughout the day. And so I hope that we have not derailed any of your goals for today. But is there anything that you would like to leave our audience with? Any words of wisdom? Any uh, inspirational posters that you hang on your desk? Like, is there anything that you want to give us to carry us through? Yeah, well, mate. To be, to be the lanyard that we hang from. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I think it's very important that we have these pivotal one-on-one conversations. Yeah, yeah, Happy to yeah. sit down and talk about everything at a very high level. Yes, yes. I want people to kind of reframe what it means to circle back, follow up, and close the loop. I want people mm. to understand, what does that mean for you? What are some things that you need to circle back to? Hmm. What are some things that you need to follow up on? And what are some things that you need to close the loop on? Yeah. So— Sometimes these phrases just aren't all about us corporate people. If you find yourself, if you're not in a corporate world at all, there's still the need to kind of circle back. You know, some people need to circle back to some dreams. Some people need to follow up on the next step of accomplishing Mm. something. And some people need to close the loop on some relationships. So I would say that that is my lanyard that I would kind of want to leave. 
there you all have it. You can check out more Corporate Aaron at Corporate Aaron and so many other places, none of which are The Office. The last dose. And there you have it. I hope that was just as much fun for y'all as it was for us. Remember to circle back, follow up, and close the loop. All right? Per my previous email. (laughs) Thank y'all so much. That was fun. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.